Welcome back to the Afros and Knives podcast. This is your host, Chef Tiffany, and we don't have a interview today, but there's a um, couple of weeks until, or a few weeks until the, the new season starts, and I just wanted to make sure that we stayed connected. So we'll do some episodes in between and, um, you know, chop it up. So um, there's really no set format for these specific episodes. They'll be short and sweet or at least no more than 20 minutes um but you know i just want to be able to you know talk about the issues of the day um talk about you know topics that are important and and maybe not so important and then of course specifically there are holidays coming up and whether you celebrate those holidays or not you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, you know, some, some, some years I opt out other years I participate. It just, I just, I, they're just not as, they're not as big of a priority anymore. I find that I can, if I can find other ways to connect with like family and friends throughout the year, it just feels a bit more authentic, but that's just me. Um, and I'd absolutely love to hear what everybody else kind of does for the holidays it's funny because like as we as i've gotten older um as a kid i don't know i don't as a kid i, I don't remember how i remember holidays being significant because you were you know i was told they were significant and you go through the rituals every year and um it was you know then you start getting older and you're you know you become a young person and you're told like hey we're going to this person's house or we're going to go do this that and a third with this person and um and it's literally because it's the holiday and as you become an adult and you get that opportunity to choose for yourself you you know i think we kind of go into it blindly initially and just go well it's the it's the tradition it's what we do and then as you get more information and more education and you find you kind of get more centered in yourself you realize that you have to make those choices for yourself are they important is it reasonable to do something simply because you know your it's it's a holiday and does that justify making that choice so anyway um i digress on the holiday front we can talk about that later but um for now you know i just want to i think what i'll do is just to keep a little bit of structure is maybe just kind of knock off some of these or talk about some point out some of these uh bits of like culinary news that are really exciting that are circulating on the interwebs and through the news and um, things that i've read and have come across like my twitter and my instagram and stuff and i'm excited about so Maybe we'll start there and then kind of dive into a specific topic. But like I said, trying to just keep it brief and keep it quick, like a like a quick chat when you run into an old friend type of situation. So anyway, so of course um, I posted this. I've posted this on my um, LinkedIn and I've posted this on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I think I might have put it on Twitter or Instagram, one of those. Anyway, but if you are part of the um, service world, culinary hospitality, um, travel, all that, all that jazz, then you may or may not have heard about, you know, our first uh, black woman and woman of color um, getting a Michelin star. I mean, that, I don't know. I think because a lot of people don't understand the history of Michelin Guide and like what it does for a restaurant and for a person who is 
killing themselves in the kitchen every day, trying to express their culinary point of view and deliver really quality uh, service and moments um, for diners. But um, the Star Michelin, man, it's, um, you know, no, it's not, you know, to give it some context and, and um, make sure we aren't overhyping. Um, it is not the the gauge for how good anyone is. It's not, you know, it's not the end all be all. It shouldn't be the thing that makes or break a career. I mean, but we all have those things. I mean, we still out here giving out Grammys and American Music Awards and People's Choice Awards and all the other things. And they still hold some significance specifically to the people who work within those industries. So, you know, not to um, devalue that, the, you know, the recognition at the same time, a lot of these spaces are still not inclusive and, you know, while they might be increasing in diversity, we all know that inclusivity and diversity are way two different worlds. And you can you can provide a seat at the table and allow someone to sit down, but not listen to what they have to say. And so that's you know, that, yeah, that's a that's a whole other conversation for a different day. But now that we you know, there was just, I mean, the fact that the Michelin Guide is a century old. And this is the first time, I mean, the first, like, come on, first hundred years or so. And first um, female black, female person and black person and female person and brown person, like a hundred years, first time, like, I don't know. It's, I'm excited, I'm proud, I'm happy. At the same time, you just can't help but be slightly appalled and nauseated by it. Just like really, it took you a hundred years to recognize that the the people who can definitely take credit for being the foundation of the most cuisines across the entire world. Like I don't know anybody who does not recognize the fact that women in kitchens have been the have been it's it's been the relationship since you know the start of mankind for the most part. I mean, we we might have been doing some hunting and hunting in other societies, but you know, that was that didn't go for very long. And eventually we became, you know, women in the kitchen. It was just that was gender-wise what you that was your assignment. That was your role um to provide a meal, a hot meal for your family, and that was how you how women were supposed to gauge their worth and so to go from hey you know i remember you know and you hear people get you hear these these guys getting interviewed and you're just like okay because they talk about like yeah i remember you know just being in the kitchen under my grandmother's table under my mother's table you know at her feet you know holding on to her apron like they have these people have these memories they spout these memories of them in a kitchen and there's always a woman in the kitchen with them there's always someone who is part of the matriarchy of their family their mom their grandma their great-grandma their aunts their sisters whatever and you know you then you turn and you look at the professional space of cooking and all of a sudden you know you got crazy crazy talk like women can't carry heavy items and you know it's too much pressure and and all this other jazz and it's like okay so when women cook at home for their families, it's required almost. It's 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 part of the, the the gender the gender norm, and women cooking in restaurants behind a line um, is is 
is nonsense because you know it's a profession that I, I just it still boggles my mind how a vast majority of people still separate these two things but the fact that women have been in kitchens for this long and creating the cuisines across the world across the globe and we are just now finding ourselves in this guide it's just like all right well cool thank you i mean like i said i'm no less excited but it just it does give you pause and you do have to consider a couple of things you do gotta think about you can't not think about that so um again beautiful news brilliant news um coming out of the culinary world um of course more color color more kind of domestic culinary news we've got thanksgiving coming up and there's just a lot of there's a lot of talk around thanksgiving we still have you know the the camp of people who are like you know it's a it's an american traditional american holiday you know how do you prepare a turkey with the dry brine should we go back to the wet brine should we even forget about turkey and try other things and then of course we have you know our um indigenous brothers and sisters who are like, y'all, we really still celebrating this holiday? Like, what's really going on? Um, we also, again, have, you know, we have folks who were just kind of waking up to the fact that the history behind the holiday is not all they thought it was. And so, um, you know, and then it's always, the, it's it's the, the gateway to the rest of these holidays that are just, like I said, I still got questions. So, um, you know, cause it just opens the floodgates for the, the, some of the most ridiculous moments to happen um, in our society. Like y'all have seen these Black Friday videos and business and the fact that businesses are opening on Black Friday and they're opening at the crack of dawn and these employees can't spend their time with their families. And don't get me wrong, some people might not recognize the holiday. It's not part of their, um, part of their cultural makeup and fabric. And so it's not a big deal for them to go into work. And for that, I'm like, cool, okay, you might need something to do, but like even so, like to be able to take the day off and to spend time with your family, even if it's not in recognition of a holiday, um, I, th I find like, because we do not celebrate um, rest culture in this country, like a day off is still, I think, necessary, especially this time of year. So anyway. Um, so we've got holidays coming up. Um, I am I am curious about, uh, and you guys can weigh in on this one too, sweet potato pie versus pumpkin pie. And I know like pumpkin pie seems to be the kind of the majority, it's the it's the the tradition as it's written in history. You know, it's pumpkin pie on the table. As a, a black person though is. I, I, don't, I don't remember having pumpkin pie growing up. I always remember having sweet potato pie. So, you know, y'all let me know, like, what 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 was happening in y'all's house on y'all's tables, because for real. Um, I don't think I had pumpkin pie until I was, like, working as an adult, and there was some type of potluck at an office I was working at, and somebody traipsed in there with, um, with a pumpkin pie. And, you know, the usual garbage pie too like the crust is terrible it's overcooked there's no flakiness it's not buttery um the filling is bland and uh has no flavor development and it definitely tastes like it came out of a can so like that's my experience with pumpkin pie um i think because we don't have canned sweet potatoes like that and you have to make those you're usually making those pies from scratch um with fresh ingredients they just seem to always be better and i'm always happier for them so um so yeah, uh, now with these last last 10 minutes or so, I just kind of wanted to talk about something that, I don't know, I think I hear a lot of it um, 
at least within the culinary space, and that's this idea of um, kind of like determining your own worth, your own greatness. Like, you know, with the Michelin Guide being out there, and then you've got, you know, restaurant reviews, you've got people, you've got Yelp, you've got all, you've got a lot of avenues and voices and, and, um, and spaces and platforms kind of offering up an opinion or a, uh, a rating for you know the the work people are doing in restaurants and even in like hotels you can three start four start five start and so you know when we are when you, people are coming up in these professions like how do how do they determine how how good bad or indifferent they are like what what's the what's the gauge what's the internal guide there um i know i see you know a lot of a, a good part of the kind of mental health challenges within these spaces is that we push ourselves really hard based on some external and internal factors of, of value. And so it makes it really hard to be objective um, about how good we are, what kind of value we add to people's lives with what we do. Um, I don't know, I just, you know, when you start dropping words like insecurities and, and, uh, and things like that, people, um, especially my people, start to, you know, have a different conversation about that. I think, you know, black people kind of are inherently uh, confident. Um, we just are kind of born into a space where you're taught self-confidence from an early age, and it takes a lot to kind of break that in us. So in these spaces, like in those, you know, in those other spaces though, um, there, I mean, you do as a, as a chef, especially someone who wants to really kind of break through all the, the noise, you do have to have a certain level of self-confidence and and um, security about what you do and your talent. At the same time, you want to be realistic. Like, if you're garbage, you're garbage, and you have to be willing to like take on um, some critiques and some opinions from other people. So, um, I'm just always curious about watching uh, about humanity, about how we how we transition into certain spaces, how certain spaces evolve, and so the space of like service and um, service jobs, like what do we, what do we do to kind of counteract those, those external voices and, and make sure that we are being honest with ourselves, but also remaining confident in our abilities. So, um, so yeah, so as uh, these, as I, you know, I don't want to ramble, but as we, as I continue to kind of drop these episodes, um, hopefully, you know, some great conversations will come out of them and then it'll be a, a pretty cool build up to season two i'm really excited about season two i've got a nice long list of, of folks that i love ladies i'd like to email and and reach out to and um and have one the podcast next season which would start in january and um and by that point i will be um recording from boston i'm headed to boston to uh work through the internship program um, with America's Test Kitchen. There are some professional ambitions that I have transitioning out of traditional restaurant work and into food media. Um, and you know, this was this seemed like a really great opportunity to really dig in and learn some things and, and gain some skills that I don't have yet. So, um, so I will be on the East Coast throughout the harder part of the winter, but that gives me some opportunities to maybe do a couple of live uh, podcast recordings in New York. And so, um, you know, we'll see what transpires and how that 
how that be, what that becomes um, next season. So if you have someone you would like to hear from that you would love to have an interview, love to hear it in an interview and like just kind of dig into some decent topics. I think the, the thing about what's unique about the Afros and Nice platform is it A, focuses specifically on black women. And then B, it, it's a platform for them to talk about the things that they don't really get to talk about on other platforms. Usually if you're being interviewed on other platforms, there's a very specific topic. Um, that they might be discussing, they might be, you know, promoting a book or a project or something like that. Most people are kind of talk, you know, because they're just discovering black women in these spaces. They are, you know, hearing these voices and stories for the first time. So a lot of us are talking about, you know, our backgrounds and our histories, and we're just essentially giving a verbal, a verbal bio. Um, and this platform specifically digs a little deeper, though. It, it gives um, a space to talk about broader issues that affect uh, black women specifically in um, the culinary space, the travel space, and the wine space. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and it also, you know, gives you an opportunity to connect with them, find out how you can support them, um, what they're doing to grow our, our voice and um, the representation we have currently in these industries. So. It's a it's a different platform. It's a it's a unique space. So I'm looking forward to um, adding more women to that list, and we can all kind of get to know each other and discover um, more about each other together. Let's see, uh, we have a I do I have created a Patreon for Afros and Knives for everyone who does not know what Patreon is. It's an opportunity for listeners and people that are part of the listening community to support the work. Um, of a, cre a specific creator that they you know appreciate and value what they do and what they're putting out in the world. And so it's kind of like when you are um, trying to, the, the, when PBS or public radio does essentially a membership drive and you um, you know these are public um, public offerings and so they're not supported by any one specific entity they are not privately owned so they need the support of their listeners to continue to exist. I have made a very conscious decision um, to avoid uh, sponsorship as much as possible. I mean, if I find that I can't seem to get you know enough listener support, I might have to. But for now, um, in order to just keep the conversation honest and authentic and um, just maintain 100% control over content and what's going out on this podcast, I have decided to make this a listener-supported podcast. And so in order to do that, I need listener support. So uh, Afros and Knives has a, um, has a Patreon. And so I am looking for patrons of the work. Um, if you don't know what a patron is, it's, um, it's a very old relationship between artists and um, the people paying for their work. Um, you know, Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and other artists um, had patrons. They had people who would commission work or who would pay for their, who would help them support their lives so they could always be available to create and not interrupt that creative process. And, you know, as a result, we have some of the masterpieces in the world that we have. So, um, you know, that's what I'm looking to do. It's not a, uh, fundraiser or crowdfunding. It's literally like monthly support to get this work out, to have it grow. Um, the couple, the, the few goals that I have for next year, one is to upgrade all my equipment, audio equipment. You know, the better your audio, the better your quality. 
um, the, the, you know, the more the world pays attention. And I think the stories and the interviews um, being shared and told on this platform are important for the world to hear. And I want them to hear all of this at its peak. And so upgrading equipment, microphone, computer, um, software, that kind of thing, as well as adding a video component. Um, YouTube is still a huge platform and people still go to it to discover new things and new people. And I would love to add some live interviews with some incredible women. Um, and so in order to do that, you need a camera, you need some editing. And so, you know, again, that's another space to support so that we can continue to grow. And then um, more engagement with the listener. Um, I want to hear from you guys. I want to be able to, um, you know, offer things that you might need, support you might need. I've been working on building um, kind of a nonprofit component to create a scholarship fund for young people who want to, especially young black women who want to pursue food, um, hospitality, or wine production as a career, wine production or wine education as a career. I mean, it's just the more they see us, the more they are inspired, but if they don't have the resources to pursue the things that are close to their hearts or they're passionate about, what's the point? So um, definitely working on dialing that in quite a bit, but again, it needs your support. So if you are interested in supporting this work and watching it grow and helping it grow and get it and getting it out into the to the world, then definitely visit the Patreon page. That is Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash afros with an S and knives. Um, it's also on the Afros and Knives website. Um, or the Instagram profile, that kind of stuff. So it's it's I, that link is dropped pretty much everywhere. Uh, let's see, Patreon. We've got um, season two coming up. What else? What else? What else? There's new products in the Afros and Knife store. That's another way for me to you know just pour back into the podcast. So like new T-shirt designs. I actually created a a really cool series that celebrates the women, the 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 giants in culinary, the black women who you know we have who have, well, whose shoulders we stand on at this point. And so the first one is Edna Lewis, and there's just a couple really cool graphics on some like t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that that you can go get your hands on. Um, and then last, there is a, I'm creating a gift guide. And it's, um, if you saw the, if you read through the top 10 um, hostess gifts for on the blog, you have a small taste of what that will be. Um, I will try to do, I will try to pull on as many black owned businesses and black owned woman owned businesses as possible for this gift guide. Um, we still have some weeks. You can still get some orders in and get some stuff sent to you. And it's not necessarily just a gift guide for the holidays. Like let's, uh, we, can, we can definitely go past that. You know, if you've got birthdays coming up, got other holidays next year. This will just give you an opportunity to be introduced to some brands that you might not have considered as you were shopping. And so throughout the next year, you can now grow your arsenal and your knowledge of black owned businesses to support. Um, so yeah, so that is, um, those are the things I'm currently working on. It's, um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure to do this first season. Um, my gratitude to all the ladies who spent an hour or so with me talking. I made some really great connections and have started to build on some really amazing relationships with these women. And um, and yes, ladies, I um, all to all the ladies I've interviewed, you uh, you know your thank you gifts are will be in the mail. Hey, it's holidays and 
there's just a lot going on. So but they will be in, they will show up in your mailboxes uh, sooner rather than later. So thank you for your patience. And, um, but yeah, just thank you so much for allowing me to like put this beautiful work out there. Thank you all for listening and for your support. I, I'm excited about building listenership. Um, if you do listen to season one, when you do listen to season one, please, things people don't know about podcasting is A, it's not as easy as it sounds. B, the the metric for kind of success or failure, pass or fail with podcasts are downloads. And listening to two or three seconds is one thing. It's always appreciated by the podcaster, I'm sure. Um, you know, but and then streaming it is really cool. But for most um, for most podcasts to kind of inch up the list and to be kind of broadcast everywhere for everybody to know about them and to really get recognition in this particular space, downloads are where it's at. And so I am trying to hit that milestone of a thousand actual downloads, not streams, but actual downloads. So um, in that effort, it's super, it's free. I mean, for me, I'm like, supporting the podcast in that way it's it's free and you don't have to do anything but listen and um, even if you put it on and you put it on mute and you walk away from it or you download it and listen to it later I look I, I understand like and podcast is not every listen to listening to a podcast is not everybody's thing I completely get it look there are times I don't want to listen to any of these because I just don't want to hear other people's voices and that's cool so no judgment um, but like I said I always appreciate the support so if you listen to a podcast when you listen to a podcast if you can listen download leave a comment and you can leave a comment on the Afros and Knives website or you can leave a comment on any of the platforms you're listening on um, and then rate the podcast. Um, you know, hey, be honest. Even if you think it's garbage, go ahead and rate that a, a one. I mean, or a star, or a single star. I don't. Hey, I, I will not get my feelings hurt. But rate the podcast. It lets people know that you know the it's that you're engaged and that you do want to continue to hear or not hear from this particular person. So, um, so yeah, when you're listening uh, on Spotify or. Apple Podcasts, let's see where else, Stitcher. Um, we are, I'm on Luminary now. Luminary is one of kind of the dopest things to pop up in the last year. It is just specific to podcasts. There are so many podcasts on this platform. Um, it's a gorgeous app and there's two, there's a, a paywall for some of the content, like the, the, they have premium podcasts and they have the free podcast. There's so many free podcasts though. Um, you can keep a, you can keep that app for free and, and listen to a ton of things. And it's, you know, if you're an iTunes person or an Apple podcast person, it's awesome, but it's still, it's still butted up against the algorithms that Apple uses um, to help you find new stuff. And so if you want to engage with really new podcasts that you've never heard before, that no one's really even talking about yet, Luminary, the Luminary app is really cool. Um, we're also on uh, iHeartRadio. So if you listen there, um, and it's all Afros and Ives, no matter where you go. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of platforms to, to engage with, but definitely engage. You can also, again, listen to it and download it directly off of the website. So listen, subscribe, download all the things. And it's like, I said, it's deeply appreciated. Um, you know, I love doing this work at this point and hopefully continue to build it and, and see it grow. So 
thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. There'll be more ramblings in the coming the coming weeks, um, building up to season two. Um, I almost challenged myself to do a daily podcast. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I'll wake up tomorrow and I, I might just be inclined and uh, feel a little froggy and take a leap. So um, until then, you guys take care of yourselves. Um, make sure you get some self-care in today. I know working in these industries is hard because the hustle is real, um, but don't break yourself um, doing this work. Make sure that you're you know, here to see it again tomorrow. And so, like I said, take care of yourselves and um, we'll talk again real soon.